0: If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. This is a profound blessing to welcome to our show, Elena Rafford. She's the founder of the Inca Way, which is a unique, sh- and she's also a uh, unique shaman healer, an evolutionary uh, influencer. You can learn more about her by going to her website at theinkaway.com. Elena, welcome to our show.
1: Thank you so much, Ryan. It's a pleasure.
0: Thank you. So the teachings on your website, these ancient teachings, they seem to be so profound. Because, you know, today's society, it doesn't seem like it's got a lot going on, but all these ancient civilizations, they seem to have constructed these majestic uh artwork and they've done all these amazing things and they've contributed something for humanity. Yet today seems like it's uh People are kind of running around. So what's your perception on that? And why do you think today's uh, society does not seem to be on par with what what appears to be the greatness and the wisdom of of these ancient civilizations, including yours?
1: Thank you. Uh, Let me just share my story in a way that actually happened. Mm -hmm. I was um, looking for the cure. I mean, my son... Always had this really deep sadness, and he was like around. He was like around five or six years old, and I said, "Mama, can tap into something is not okay here. Something is missing. You know, the sadness, the heaviness." So I was praying. I was trying to connect to God, and then I had experience of a woman came in a vision, and I felt her energy, and she became my teacher. So most of my teachings come through channeling. So part. Isn't that amazing?
0: That's pretty spirit. amazing. So when you were doing this. It, was it a visual? How did you uh, discover the, the, this being? Is it um? Was this was your teacher a a human that was here? That's in the spirit form, or was it a spirit? It was Not a and spirit.
1: Everything. Okay. It was a spirit. It was somebody who was connected. We we carry stories in our DNA. You know, we we don't even know. I mean, we carry. If we were created before the dinosaurs, chances are that anybody body will have a memory of a dinosaur in a specific time. We, right. We're just like a, we're so we're a collection of memories from the past. So um, this woman that came to me, she came crying because she um, she was having an abortion, and so she said to me, "I'm going to train you." into the ancient ways through my story and why that happened to me. And while I'm training you, I'm going to give you the gifts. And by the way, I was born with this ability to feel things, I was born already. So she came to me and she started explaining to me what happened in her civilization 15,000 years ago. Just kind of to give you an idea, Jesus has been around 2000 years ago. Mm-hmm. This is thirteen thousand years way before than Jesus wow, oh. so she started talking to me about genetics, she started talking to me about molecular level in her own language because when I start learning it and I start comparing to what's the language, the scientific language that we have now it's very it, the frequencies are very similar even though the names are different
0: okay
1: and so why? because she wanted me to teach in these days, the blocks and limiting beliefs are contaminations that that not allow us to feel ourselves. So therefore my son was contaminated with the ancestors stories that didn't allow him to feel or connect to the possibility of what it can be his future. And that was a new concept that was completely new for me that energetically, if we cannot connect or see our future, then we stop feeling. So she was teaching me how to why it's so important not to just be in our heads, but to be intuitive with our hearts and follow our dreams, our goals, things that we want to do. And it was an alignment. I don't know if that's answering your question, you no,
0: know, it is answering, it is definitely answering the question. And it seems that from what you're saying, that uh, your son comes in this world and because you have an ancient lineage that goes back so many years do people carry uh, karma do people carry uh, traumas generationally speaking if the person that is currently occupying uh, the body that is currently the, the standard bearer for that civilization does not resolve the karma so exactly. if you have like 100 people and you've got like two people that work on themselves, do they heal the, the tribe? Do they heal the people? Or if they don't, does, does that continue to get passed on? That's right.
1: Okay. But this is the alignment, right? It's kind of like, in fact, I'm going to invite her so she can do the teaching energetically. Her name is Akata. And I'm just, just finishing writing my book about her. She'll be ready in a couple months. But one of the things that she wants to teach is everybody is valuable. You as a human, a plant as a plant, an animal as an animal, a rock as a rock. In the ancient times, to them, everybody, because it played a role in the universe, was as important as the other one. And so we learn to connect with them into their value, into their spirit, into their energy. So what was happening in these days, you know, for a while is that When we touch a rock or we want to create a new technology or something like that, we don't take into account what is going to affect or how it's going to affect to the ocean or to, um, you know, to the brain or different things like that. So what she's saying is what she wants us to learn is that we should make choices in alignment into what's going to happen in the future in the creation of everything that comes together for instance if somebody created lead you know i mean the time of the romans people went crazy because some of the running waters had some of the lead and people will poison themselves lead has been in fuel so in a society that is really in tune with surrounded they will say oh no we don't want to create that because that's going to affect them mental health of people or we're going to do the, or it may affect the pollution age in the mm. climate change so all these things are happening because we don't take in consideration everything that's around us
0: well i mean when it comes to elaine i think a lot of people i mean maybe let's say a smaller percentage are consciously aware don't want to harm they don't they they're maybe uh, probably more proactive with the environment. But then you have uh, people you would call them the elites, the the most powerful people behind the scenes. People that I think are are shielding humanity from a lot of uh, truths that are out there, which is Mm -hmm. why I particularly uh, love and embrace learning about ancient teachings, ancient wisdoms, because I feel maybe there's something very authentic there. But on our planet right now, I do feel that there's a smaller percentage of the population which wields a considerable amount of power and influence over others. So if you have uh, people that really do want to seek, that really do want to bring forth beauty in their thought process and be aligned with their spirit, how does that overcome a small percentage of people or humans that are on the planet right now, which wield a considerable amount of power um, that seems to be putting the earthly globe on a negative path because the way that they're going things, the way that their their trajectory is, does not seem to be aligned with, uh, with beauty and expansion and appreciation of love and uh, consciousness.
1: According to the prophecies and the promise mm-hmm. on the ancient people that I work with, there's going to be alignment. There's several okay. alignments, but there's one of them that is brings the ability to people to perceive what they're creating. They become multidimensional. They become in tunes with themselves. And that is the new generation that's going to change the way of thinking of our society. And so we're going, and I don't know how many years in the future, but we're going to go into the consciousness of again, of feeling the energy of the rocks or feeling the energy of, um, and just to, you know to, to add to that, Part of my training was to go back to the ancient sites of Peru, really ancient sites of Peru. And then I had to learn the secret geometry. I had to learn about other realities, different dimensions, uh, what is, how the past feels as a frequency, how the present feels as a frequency.
0: Wow.
1: I mean, it has been 20 years of training, constantly training into how can be possible can change the way how people think. And so it's coming. It's coming because we're becoming more intuitive.
0: Is is this an evolution going forward? Or do you think this is an evolution going backwards? Because it seems that uh, these ancient civilizations, including the one that yours, people seem to be really aligned with beauty. They seem to be really aligned with with spirit. And it's it's sad to say, but it seems like that is something that was in the past and in the present. A lot of people are preoccupied with their electronic gadgets and they're preoccupied with whatever, uh, you know, thing their bodies desire at that particular moment. So when you're talking about this, I would love to know, is is this a step forward for humanity that is going to exceed what other civilizations have done? Or is this a return to the ancient ways? And this right now, the civilization that we have, This is a deviation, or this is a uh, kind of a bad dream along the path of alignment.
1: So let me ask her. Everything else, everything that you're saying will align to what she's going to say. Okay. Let's say we all are dreaming. Okay. There's somebody who's having a beautiful dream of being happy that goes into expansion riding, let's say it's a little boy who's riding his bike and then he gets to see all these beautiful animals and there's so much happiness, that's expansion. Then we have somebody else who's having a nightmare, a terrible dream that somebody feels more powerful than the other, so they have to minimize that person to feel the power, right? Mm. That type of frequency, instead of going in expansion, what's coming in the future, they will be contained And that is going to shrink. So people that are not feeling with their heart and looking into the consciousness of the future have to reflect in their own life what they need to correct to be able to go in that high frequency. While the people that are becoming intuitive and trusting on their hearts will have the opportunity to create a new world, the new civilization that is going to be really beautiful. So... And it's going to happen in the in our DNA. It's going to happen inside of ourselves. A lot of changes will come outside of, it, of our own. That's why self-love is so important because it will integrate the new changes that are coming in the future that are positive into that. Since this' kind of co- hard to comprehend, but-
0: Oh, it is beautiful. I, I love it.
1: Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that because she wanted to add the experience in her times when they had children, they they had to go to college. There was kind of a type of college system for like seven years, where they needed to understand what was going to be the impact of that child coming into the future. So they had to learn to understand and train themselves to support the future of balance of female, male energy, which is creation and direction in life. But nowadays, we, I don't know anybody who goes to school to learn how to be a father or a mother because they're thinking in the future. It's just, it just does not exist anymore. But that's the energy that's coming back. And I'm not saying, I don't know exactly when that shift is coming, but that's the... Maybe loop. it'll be
0: with pain. Maybe it, it's pain. It uh, seems that when people are pushed to the test, I know that I can say when I'm pushed to the test, that's when I seem to innovate the most or I seem to, to grow the most. All of my uh, growth in this lifetime unfortunately has been because of pain I wish it could have been you know on the bed in, in the easy chair but it just doesn't happen like that unfortunately so maybe we'll have some kind of event where humans will collectively share the, the pain and realize that you know in the same I think body. It,
1: you're right you're right I uh, if I understand what she's saying is um, going back to the story of having a child you know mm-hmm. If they go to school for seven years and they know what's going to happen in the future and how to give honor and respect to that child, the suffering, the pain doesn't exist. We create or we're exposed to suffering pain because we're in the third dimension, which is linear time that's fragmented.
0: Oh, I still want to get out of the third dimension. I want to take a break from it. Right. And I just because you know, okay, so you learn some lessons here, but okay,, yeah, my understanding is that they say, well, you come into the third dimension and you experience something, and you realize that because you know that outside of the dimension there's love and beauty, so the example is you come to the third dimension, you put your hand in fire, you're like, ow, that is pretty awful, uh you know, then you. you but why would you have to experience that? I mean, what? what, what there's so many different things I think in this third dimension that people all automatically reject that they don't, they don't need to experience to know that they don't want to have anything to do with that. So, exactly. question I have is: What can people that are kind of over the whole thing of let's not suffer? How can we move beyond that? What can individuals do to put themselves on a trajectory? away from the third dimension, maybe on a different dimension that has little less pain and more enlightenment, and more love.
1: Uh, there's only one thing. It was so simple. I mean, I went through 20 years of training and came down to one thing, self-love. 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 If you learn to love yourself, you can override the third dimension and be in the fifth dimension.
0: Okay. Well, what are some of the ways that a person can love themselves and how can they truly love themselves if they are experiencing pain and trauma over guilt from experiences that they've had in the past. Maybe somebody has done something that they feel so horrific that they can't forgive themselves over or that a person cannot forgive themselves over. Maybe they walk through life and they don't feel worthy of love because of some kind of trauma that they've experienced. How does one work on that, and maximize their self-love when they have in some what seems to be insurmountable aspects of their past that they cannot reconcile, at least in the present moment.
1: Right. So um, let me give you a good example. For instance, my example. When I look back into some of the mistakes I made with my children, I used to think in the past and just feel the pain and hammer myself because I didn't have self-love. And when I learn about self-love, one of the things I learned is that I can do anything and do anything that has been done in the past already. But if I can focus in the present and become the best I can through self-love, like being kind to myself, forgiving myself, not being judgmental with me, when I increase my frequency, then the future will bring opportunities to override the mistake that has been done in the present. For instance, as a single mom, I work so much and I didn't really enjoy my children. I don't really have that many memories of them before they were 14. And that was constantly what it was bothering me. But then the more I started loving myself and I started being kind to myself and knowing that the future has the solution, during COVID time, It just happened. We got so close, the three of us, that everything that I couldn't experience before they were 14, it was happening because the past was not blocking it because I was pressing into, it's okay, I made those mistakes, but the future will bring the solution to them. Now, I work with people that have sexually abused somebody else or they have got involved in in a marriage relationship, you know, Mm-hmm. And, and And they wish to have not done those things, and I get that, but even then in those situations, if those per, those people learn to love themselves energetically, genetically, in a molecular level, they will bless the people that they damage. Okay. So that's why I think it's important to stay away from judging yourself, for being hard with yourself because those are memories from the past. And you just drop into that, and you cannot do anything about it.
0: I just want to do I want to stay away away from that. And um, before we continue real quick, can you please tell us the the name of your guide who's who's with us? Her
1: name is Akata.
0: Okay. And uh, I I just want to relay a message to Akata and say, Akata, we honor you. We honor Elena for being with us today because we didn't formally introduce you. So we just want to say that it is a blessing to have you with us, and thank you for being present with us during this interview.
1: Thank you. And he has a question for you. You like soccer?
0: Do I like soccer? Yes.
1: Okay. She says, "Practice more soccer. That's a way of loving yourself."
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll practice soccer. My, my my son's into it, and he's um he's so much better than me. When, when he when he goes on the field and he runs, it's like I don't know, it's a blast. It's a good kid.
1: He says that is your connection to your higher self. That's your connection. Soccer. To- enjoying the opportunity, soccer, and with your son, the environment, that energy, that is the energy that you can expand into others. That's how you get yeah. to be present to the world,
0: yeah. It's, it's fun. Soccer is a great, fun game, the competitiveness of it and everything. And um, we did touch upon this before um, our interview, but I was wondering if we could please explain the power of the present moment. And why, if a person focuses their energy on the past or in the future, what that is doing to them, as far as what kind of future they're building? Why is it so important to be in the present moment and to have your energy focus on the now?
1: If you're in the present moment, and the ability to love yourself is stronger. For instance, um, you know, I can be kind of crazy sometimes, in the sense that I'm. um, However, it, it's, just, it's just me. So I decided to go to California to um, to drive through Reno. Mm. And I went to California. And in my way back, I was very exhausted. And I got in a car accident. Uh-huh. And I was completely lost. And I love my car. And I was just so sad about my car. But because I was in the present and I was not judging myself... I can envision the car, how much it meant to me because it made me, it was my best friend. It really, I would go and stay in my car when I needed to think about some things. And a month after my car was taken because it was completely destroyed, Mm -hmm. I manifested a car very similar to it. And in a long, long. that's the power of the present. We can manifest the things that we want because we're so connected to the future. But when right. we time in the past, we lose that ability because we're being hard with ourselves. We're not loving ourselves. There's not that much you can recycle in the force of the universe to balance you in the things that you want.
0: Hey, okay. you know, Lena, when it comes to people being hard on themselves, I don't know. I, I'm at this point where, okay, there's one thing to hate yourself, it's one thing to, to, to put yourself down. But I think there's another thing. To demand greatness from yourself, of all the people that we've ever interviewed that have done wonderful things, I mean, yourself included, you've held yourself to a higher standard, you've held yourself higher, and you've demanded excellence within yourself. So, how do you go about that on an energetic, spiritual level? How do you demand excellence, demand that you go beyond what you're currently doing? Well, at the same time, not putting yourself down. I mean, by saying, you know, you can do this by saying, no, you just, you should be better. There's a positive and negative element, but your attention is in the right place. So how does one do that without putting on a negative aspect of the universe that's condemning themselves or making themselves uh, be bad? All
1: right. So... uh Okay, let me just give you this example. Let me just, she's inviting somebody else so he can explain from the male perspective. A man wants to be powerful because he wants to make a difference in the world. Somebody who's in balance, somebody who's in the present. So let's say you, when you're in the present, you want to make a difference in in the power because that's direction, power. But if you don't see your potential, then you don't know how to reach that. And so people get to be harsh with them and punish themselves to reach the goal. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it works in some ways. But once they meet the goal, there's this emptiness. I reached that level, but I don't feel that I have improved myself. So they don't really feel they have made a difference. But somebody who is being driven by their potential because potential in the ancient times is like having an extra hand. Mm. It's part of the physical body. Everybody has a powerful potential. Everybody does. So when you're driven by that potential that you're powerful and you can make a difference because it is your right of creation, which means it is part of you, then you're driven by that force and you're constantly feeling fulfilled because you're reaching your potential through knowing that there's a higher part of you that's already manifested that has already done what you're looking to do. The mother or what, what you have to do is try to connect to that experience that already happened and just be aligned to it. I don't know if that's confusing you.
0: Oh, that, that, that makes, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it's all about, you know, I think it's a great insight and um it's like, yourself to it. So basically you're saying that if you don't, if you you're very hard on yourself. Once you get to the top, you're going to have an emptiness. But as you encourage yourself and you see that this is part of a personal fulfillment, that this is your potential and you, you bring yourself to a place of love, you're going to experience the, uh, the the fruits of your uh, success in a much more refined and natural way.
1: Yeah. So let me just give you a simple example. Mm-hmm. My mother was very strict. Mm-hmm. So she didn't like us to lay in bed and and watch TV, we always had to do something. She will come and say, you're being lazy. Get out of the bed and go and do something, right? And it was like, it was based in fear. So she will punish us if we didn't do that. And so later in life, my goal was before I do anything to finish cleaning everything in the house. But then I finished cleaning the house. And when I was done cleaning the house, there was no any fulfillment. It was just empty. Even if I needed to do something, there was no a personal growth in the process. So now, yes, I know I get to clean the house. It fulfills me because it's going to be clean, but not because of the fear of my mother that's going to punish me because something is not being done. And I don't make it to be the most important thing. So as a humanity, the reason why things are not working right now is because sometimes we see our behavior as a perception of somebody else. I saw myself through the eyes of my mother. I didn't see myself through the eyes of my potential. And so part of the seven years in Atlantis of training, it was one of the things that they need to teach people. You want your child to fulfill their potential. You don't want to impose your belief systems if there are alignment in that child because that's going to fragment their future and they're not going to meet their potential.
0: That's amazing what you just said because that is a teaching that has come up I think two different times with two people have the highest regards and respect for us. So I feel that that information is beautiful and is pure. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. And um, when, I guess... Uh, Conventionalism wisdom, call call conventionalism. Because so I don't believe in any kind of conventionalism. It says that you, you send your kid to school, they they get a job, and they go out and they work. And then, they, you know, if you're in the U.S., they surrender sixty percent of their income to the government. It's all. Uh, what are some of the practices that a parent can do at an early age or even teenage years? to put them in alignment with some of the teachings that you're discussing? Like, what can you do? Do you you take your child to retreats? You teach them how to meditate. Do you uh, teach them to be one with nature? What are some of the greatest things that a parent can do that if you're tending on putting along the spiritual path?
1: There's a lot of young people down there that reject the spiritual path because they don't understand it. Uh, One of the things that Akata taught me was to always look at my children and my voice like it was the that was the best thing that happened to me, my perception to see them like the best thing that happened to me, and if there were something that I needed to you know to align, looking from that perspective to say to your children that you don't know everything and you can try new things together, and some of them may work and some of them not. But if they have the talents for music, support that. If they have the talents for um, being a reporter or writing, you know, support mm-hmm. that dream through their eyes. Not because they have to be perfect in it, but because they are the best thing that happened to you, and you bring that potential into them, so they can be fulfilled into what they're creating in the present. Does that make sense?
0: It does make sense. Mm-hmm. Thank you, and I uh, appreciate the, the wisdom on that. Because I know being a parent is very challenging. It's because being a parent is even more challenging when you know you have a different perspective than uh, the world that you're currently living in. It's it's just strange. I see it differently. I think that people who love nature and um, we're on a different path look at the world like it's crazy. But I yeah. don't want to give I don't want to give it any more attention. Actually, you know, I want to just don't want to move away from it in one way. Well, we've talked in the past about the world changing, going from like a third dimension, which is, I guess, fragmented to a fourth or fifth. And lately, Elaine, I've been questioning reality right now to such a degree I've never experienced this before because I used to have this perception that I'm on Earth and where are in the galaxy where we're experiencing things. And now I'm, I'm really getting this feeling that I don't even know. I think this is a simulation that maybe at one point in time I was on Earth, or call it Earth, but this is—I feel like this is a like a, a, a elaborate um, simulation. I don't even know what's real or not. When you, what do you and your guides feel about that? Are we are we genuinely on Earth? Or are we are we actually in a um, like a, a different place, a different reality that's making it seem like it's Earth? Like it's a you know a conscious uh, matrix, if you want to call it that way.
1: I think one of the things that my li- being like Akata, well, actually the one, the other one is called Che. Um, what he trained me, and it was really hard to understand this concept, is he said, envision yourself as a crystal that's having a dream. Yeah. And I was like, how can I envision a crystal having a dream? Yeah, your human body is a dream of a crystal that is dreaming that has a human body. And I was just thinking, okay, now. All right, so if I envision myself as a crystal as having a dream, what is the impact in my life? And the impact is that we are bigger than our body. Our energy is bigger than our body and we are dreaming a reality in a body. So let me explain that in a language that makes more sense to us, to an everyday language we don't have limitations and in your experience if you're experiencing that you're not really part of it why is that coming to you in this moment is because you're seeing there's something bigger that's coming that you can align better to that and is that so i will recommend to fill your heart with self-love and embrace that self-love to be able to bring that reality is that making sense you it is it? making
0: it is making sense. And just to, to, to elaborate on top of that, though, um, it's like I feel like the outside of reality is becoming more predictable. And my my old teacher, Stuart, Stuart Wilde, is so passionate about the Matrix. He said that was a reflection on reality. And never and I I was open to it, but I'm just seeing it a lot more right now. And um if we are a dream, if we are crystals and we're having a dream of ourselves. In this human body, we are it seems that we are bound by certain laws, gravity, and you 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 cannot just do anything with the physical body. It would be nice if you could just fly up to a different planet, or if you could regenerate a limb and you know heal yourself. Maybe those are some things that you can do. I guess if you get if so advanced, but coming back to that dream element, are we all experiencing the same type of reality on the same plane of existence while having different experiences or are some of us actually on a place known as earth within the universe and are some of us actually in a holographic simulation which is called earth but aligning simultaneously with people who are actually on the the quote-unquote real earth itself
1: so there's two concepts and again you know it took me a long time for me to understand this we have the spirit experience The spirit is the pure essence of who we are. It has traveled through thousands and thousands of years. And then we have the soul. The soul is the experience that we're having in the body. Mm -hmm. So let's say somebody comes to you and punches you in the face. The effect is not only in your body, but in the frequency of soul. It can be fragmented. So that soul that is fragmented, start creating different realities so we have to make sure that with the help of the spirit the soul is contained together to finish the dream or the experience of the body um i don't know why he wants me to share this with you
0: that's husband anything you want <laughs> relate, relate everything as uh, we're open again with our show we're open to everything
1: all right so my ex-husband has the tendency not to be present to the boys because mm-hmm. he worried too much to, he had a low anxiety and so um the oldest one in order to create a connection start always talking about how successful he was and the youngest one observing those two behaviors he realized that he he he, he was comparing constantly with his brother, mm-hmm. so he felt that he like could never really achieve as much as he brother did so in that dynamic that's a reality that is a dynamic of a reality but in the future because we're coming from these new frequencies that are going to be coming through the essence of the spirit those realities get to break down it's like my youngest now goes like oh okay i see what's happening he's just trying to impress my dad it's not about me And then that has changed where he's more loving and caring. So all those fragmentations that they have been carrying, it has been disappearing because the energy of the spirit, which is the energy of the feelings, is already creating a new reality. So we are becoming more aware of what's going on in the world, what's working, what's not working. But instead of taking full responsibility for it, it's like, oh, this is for what it is, we can let it go. And they were becoming into, there's so many children that are so intuitive that are coming into the world that already had the ability to feel something and see what's a fragmentation and what can be created in a sense of unity, which is the spirit.
0: I don't understand why it wasn't always like this. I don't understand why did things have to get so crazy to the point where people got completely shut off on this. And um, another thing, I don't understand why you know, people like yourself and other people that seek i i think it's so beautiful uh to create to be creative to bring beauty into this world i think it's so beautiful to to compete to be competitive and you know to refine your skills and i also think it's so beautiful to seek to explore but yet to be like that with the backdrop of the current culture and it's not just the u.s it's other places where there just isn't anything like that it's it's the exact opposite. I wonder why, again, why wasn't this always like this? Why would? Why weren't people always coming to earth that had the sensitivity? Why do we have to go uh, regress in some way? And why would people who still have carry these passions within, that are the seekers, have to be on a place or plane of existence where they are the minority? Where the majority, again, of people walk around and do whatever they f- whatever their bodies feel like, whatever they, I mean, if they decide they want to eat a lot or they want to do something else, they're just, or they just do things that are, that would be perceived to be not in alignment with divinity or not in alignment with a uh, positive energy.
1: Uh, and, and that's what was on the questions when I was searching how to release the contamination of my son. And according to Akada, 15,000 years ago, they damage so much the frequency of the planet because with there's a, a culture that's called Mu that is living way before I don't know 120,000 years ago, a long time ago, mm-hmm. and so there was the knowledge had these teachings that I'm teaching now, but in Atlantis there were two groups, one of them that stood for the for the purity of the spirit. And the other group was the experimental group, so they took energies and they manipulated energy and destroy the frequency of the water. They lower the frequency of the water. The damage was done in the memory of the water. I mean, there's different experiments were done, and so the closest that she she was able to use with me was ambition, the atomic one that was atomic bomb that was dropping in Japan. You know, it was so awful. And every time there's radiation, it takes several years to clear that radiation. Mm -hmm. So the mistake that they did in the time of Atlantis, they said it was going to take like around 15,000 years, which is our time to start going back again to the energy of the spirit, to energy of the feelings, to the energy values and principles, intuitive realities, people being in different realities, bringing knowledge from uh, uh, being guided by spirit, the way I'm being guided. That's the new reality that's coming. And, oh. and it's so strong and it's so beautiful.
0: That's but, that's really yeah. awesome. So it seems like those Latinians, they, they're they the ones that, that trigger this whole thing. So yeah. they...
1: And that's why there was you see in so many cultures, according to what she was and in my book, they were desperate in building these pyramids you know, in different places in the world because you see pyramids in different places of the world because they wanted to maintain the fifth dimensional frequency, the frequency of the feelings, the frequency of the spirit. But they they couldn't. They couldn't. So,
0: yeah. Well, we have one more question for you. Yes. And that is, if there's one action person listening right now can take, that would put them on the greatest path or trajectory towards the light or become a warrior like the, the ones that you work with the ones that you teach what would that action be?
1: Let me ask Akara yeah. Know that you are the most important thing that happened to you So beautiful it's really beautiful
0: yeah. It's Elena Rathford and See so your spirit guide's name again, please. Shea
1: and Akata.
0: Shea and Akata. So we, we, we have a two. We had a two for one today, which is beautiful. I want to thank you both so much for being with us today. Okay, more about you. them by, by going to the website at theincaway.com. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ryan. You have a
1: thank good day. You.
0: Love and beers. Take care, and thank you so much for listening.